where you were born and where you're from. I was born in Ottawa, Ontario, and uh, I uh, lived uh, my young life uh, just across the river in, in the Hall area. And I uh, went to school uh, and graduated high school uh, uh, in the in the area, and then uh, uh, and I was playing in bands, you know, while I was in school. And, how did and how find, did music first come into your life? Uh, well, I, I just started. Uh, I was about thirteen. Uh, uh, and uh, I was, you know, pretty much a, a uh, an introvert, I guess. I, I didn't go out much or anything like that, you know. So my dad said, "Well, why don't you, you know, pick up a, a hobby, you know, learn how to play an instrument?" And then I had a cousin who played uh, guitar while he was going at university and uh, was playing in the band. It was helping to pay his uh, his uh, tuition and stuff. So. Um, I uh, picked up his guitar and I said, oh yeah, that'd be cool, it'd be fun to do. So uh, next Christmas, uh, I uh, went and got all my money that I got at, for presents and I bought a real cheap acoustic guitar and, uh, and started playing. And then after that, it just kept on going. What and, kind of music were you into at that point? Well, in those days, there was the Beatles and, uh, and the Rolling Stones and uh, other that, uh, British invasion, but I was, uh, I, I love jazz too, so, uh, I, but you know, I was fairly young and, and didn't know the names of all these artists and things, so eventually I, I sort of, uh, uh, you know, got into the, the learning, you know, uh, the different styles and the different artists and, and you know, how to, learn how to play those styles and right. uh, and that's how I uh, uh, and I started playing with a with a, a, a I never took any lessons at that time uh, but I you know bought methods so I, I wanted to learn it learn how to play the right way you know right. I, I mean what's the use of, of having an instrument and just go through trial and error what when somebody else has done it all before yes was there much opportunity to see um, live performances back then? Yeah, when, when I was uh, uh, in in uh, high school, well, then, you know there were bands, and then I actually started. Uh, like I said, I, I I was thirteen, and by fourteen, I was starting to play uh, school dances, and I, I I got into it real quick, and then you know play clubs and and stuff like that uh, a little later, and. Uh, but you know, I got to see, you know, some really great bands like Emerson, Lincoln, Palmer, and James Cotton, and uh, there were a lot of uh, good shows. Uh, but I saw Frank Zappa a couple of times, uh, and uh, so obviously uh, uh, the music scene was vibrant mm -hmm. uh, at that time, and I think it still is. Uh, and um, and of course, uh, personally. Uh, Performance was was the the, the the important thing for me. It was just actually not not being the uh, uh, the listener, but actually the the uh, producer of, of the music. So I presume that the music or the guitar got you out of your shell and it helped your confidence. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was it, I was still 
I was still a shy guy, but it, it didn't really bother me playing, you know, in front of, of hundreds of people. It was more like the one-to-one contact right, right. that, that were, were a problem with me. But if, eventually, you know, when you get older, you sort of mature and, uh, and you get over that kind of thing. And so at what point did this become a career? Like, at what point did you think, well, music is what I want to do? Well, it was a passion for me. I mean, I'll, you know, right off the bat, obviously, it, it, you know, you pick up a, a guitar for the first time and you, there's, there's no coordination. You don't know what to do. And it's a very challenging uh, thing to, to learn the instrument. And once you start getting uh, to know it and... and uh, then I thought it was the, the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> I said, "Oh yeah, I, I think I could do this," you know, and uh, and I had a, a and at that point I said, "Okay, I want to uh, make a living uh, doing this." So I wasn't really into you know getting to be a star or anything like that. I never thought that was that attractive. So so if you were to so we're talking teenage years, yeah, and and in your mind. You're th- what are you thinking in terms of I can make a living playing music? Well, yeah, well, you know, like uh, uh, you know, play, well, you were playing uh, clubs, doing recording sessions, uh, that kind of thing, you know, and uh, and so, uh, and of course, at that age, you don't think real much further mm-hmm. than that. You right. say, okay, yeah, that, that's like okay, that's a f- good thing. And then you know, and then writing music and things like that. That those are other things that, that you you do, uh, you uh, sort of work on, and uh, and then you know when you get in your twenties and you're an adult, well, obviously now it's uh, you know uh, you know getting a, a band working, you know. Getting bookings uh, and and you know dealing with uh, with club owners and I mean then you get into the business of of, of uh, the the music which was never really a big thing for me I knew it wasn't the thing that I liked the most but I've been a, a you know a member of bands where there either the the band leader was was somebody else or then you know you had these guys who. who which were a democracy, where, right. you know. So at that time, you know, you said, "Well, oh, well, look, uh, we there's uh, an opening. Uh, they want us to to play over there for a week. Yeah, well, how much does it pay? Well, I don't know. I don't want to do it for that kind of money. I don't want to feel like, oh, and well, okay. So then, you know, everybody settles. Okay, we're gonna do it. And then you're on stage. And then, uh, okay, let's do this tune. Oh no, I don't want to do that one. I want. <laughs> So you're you're gonna say, well, wait a minute, you know, you're, you're there's not this is not the time to discuss set lists, you know, you, can, you let's do it. And so, I, and at one point, I said, okay, that's it. Uh, I, I decided to get my own band, and where I would run the business, deal with the, the because dealing with club owners was another nightmare, you know, because the, the club owners, well, who do I speak to? Well, no, who do I speak to? Yeah. Are we talking? Say so. We're talking mainly rock music at this point. It was rock and pop and stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, and, and but I was doing crazy stuff. I was doing Miles Davis, the Frank Zappa, uh, the Allen Brothers, uh, you know, and and uh, and Led Zeppelin, and uh, so we're talking mid to early seventies. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then are we talking about? 
mainly the Ottawa bar scene, or are you talking Montreal, Ottawa? Well, yeah, I, I moved out of the Ottawa area uh, when I was about twenty-one. So uh, because the, the 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 scene in Ottawa was was a little small, and and there's uh, just not enough to actually make a living out of. So I, right. I said to myself, okay, look, I'll move to Montreal. It's a big city. There's a recording scene there, and and uh, and so. Uh, at that point, that's where I, I really, uh, you know, uh, launched the, my career. And at that point, I was working a lot too. I mean, it was uh, it, it, it was, you know, uh, a great place to uh, uh, because you know, the agents were there. So even if you didn't always work in Montreal, you, you'd work out, outside of Montreal because you know they had all these these mm-hmm. uh, openings, and uh, so. Uh, yeah, it was in the, in the Montreal area where I uh, I actually did the major part of my career b- before playing with Cirque du Soleil. Okay, so and at this point, you're doing mainly English music, or are you doing any French well, music? I was doing French music as well, English and French. I was more English than French actually, but I had a pretty good band, so we had uh, we were getting calls for for doing. Uh, uh, rec- tracks for for different artists and uh, and you know i've done uh, albums for french artists as well as uh, english artists and there was uh, at one time we were doing a lot of this stuff for a producer where we didn't even know for whom we were doing this stuff that you know we just go into the studio oh, look that we do that 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 and then they would they would either sell it to somebody else and you know they would end up on on a, on a record here or there, you know, sometimes you'd say, "Oh, that sounds familiar." <laughs> <laughs> so, at one point or another, you you were given the opportunity to join Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, tell me about how that happened. As a band leader, I uh, hired a, a lot of musicians, and and of course, there's guys who would stay with me for uh, you know seven years, eight years at a time. Others, you know, would play for me for a year and a half or two or. And you know, because of the different kinds of gigs that I had, well, I need different right. types of musicians. So I had this uh, this young guy. I was looking for a keyboard player. I called my agent up, and he said, "Well, look, there's this young guy. He's uh, going going to the conservatories, and uh, he's really good. A good kid, you know. He's just very smart." And uh, so I said, "Well, you know, uh, okay, I'll meet him." And so. Uh, we got to be very good friends, and and he was a, a, an astounding musician. But he's he wanted to be a composer first of all. Mm-hmm. But you know, obviously, when you're starting off, he was 23 years old at that time. But but he had played a lot. You know, he started really young. Yeah, he was sure. a prodigy. So he was, uh, uh, so he knew a lot of tunes, and so we just uh, hit it off really well. And then I um, know we were doing all kinds of stuff. Like I was doing like club work. And also uh, club dates where we were doing large functions, you know, uh, weddings. Uh, but and we're talking about big weddings, you know. Which, the money makers. Oh yeah. Anyways, with with uh, Benoit, it, it was like okay, so he hey, he said, okay, yeah, there's good good money in it, and he was able to play a lot with me. So after a while, about a year passes by, and then uh, he says, look, he says. Uh, uh, I'm working on my second master's and, and I got to really concentrate on my school so I don't have time to do all these jobs, you know. 
So I had to get another keyboard player, but we said, I said, no problem. I mean, you know, there's plenty of musicians out there. So it wasn't like, oh, you're leaving me, uh, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you know, I mean, that's how it works. Uh, through the years, I, I had uh, one bass player, two drummers, and, and Benoit. And they all got gigs with Cirque du Soleil before I did. But they all got these gigs because they worked for me, because they knew, they got to know guys that got into the, to, right. to the Cirque du Soleil. So uh, Benoit calls me up, and he would call me up, you know, uh, once a year, twice a year, and and so we just talked about, you know, well, what are you doing these days? You know, I know well, I just uh, got off a tour uh, uh, in Europe, and uh, we did all these places, and I said, well, that's cool, that's really a lot of fun, you know. And he said, well, we just uh, got off, and he called me again. Well, we just, uh, I just came back from uh, Asia, and we did a, a bunch of shows there, and. How did you view that? Like as a musician, working musician, did you is were you envious of that, or was that just something? I I wasn't into that. I I didn't want to. I had a family and you know kids and and I didn't want to. Uh, I mean, these guys were younger guys and they were weren't married. So you know, if I if I were in that position, I was oh that'd be great, a great adventure. But for me, I was it was a job, and I was getting a lot of work just in in. in the Montreal area and and you know uh, uh, Ontario and, and so I just liked the idea that I wasn't far and and I was yeah I didn't have to be on the road for months on end right so that was the idea and you so you were happy playing yeah. doing what you were doing yeah and you know I was doing the session work here and there too so I mean I was so it was uh, I wasn't envious at all I mean. I sort of thought, oh, it'd be cool, you know, but it it just didn't bother me at all. But I also wonder how you viewed um, being a musician for like something like Cirque du Soleil. Like, is that something that you considered the same as what you did or something very different than being the type of musician you were? Uh, it That's interesting. I didn't really, it's a little different, but not that much. Uh, you know, you get to play music, and and you know, it, obviously, it's great because it's all original music. So the first person who's ever played that music before an audience is you, right? right. <laughs> and so, uh, and another thing is that you know, when there's a uh, an interaction with the composer, then there's there's some creative uh, input that you you know you can offer and. And then there's a lot of things that you say, oh, wow, that's really great. I had, would never have thought of doing it this way. You know, mm -hmm. the composer gives you great stuff to work off of, too. And, and, and so, so it helps you to uh, expand your horizon, horizons. And, and it, it was uh, so Benoit, uh, he, he got this offer for opening a show here in Las Vegas. Uh, and it was the first Serge Soleil show, and it was the first steady resident show. Was it a commitment to the length of time, or? Well, it was. You know, they were talking about at that time. They were talking about a five-year contract. Wow, from the get-go. Well, well, not for me. No, no, okay. <laughs> no, I, for me, it would be a, a one-year contract. But I mean, it was for a five-year period. It would be renewable every year. You see, and uh, sorry, one more question. At that point, 
Well, how was Cirque du Soleil viewed? Because now it's huge and it's yeah. massive and it's a, it's a big corporation, but I don't know what it was. This is still starting out, It was out, a right? small outfit, right. yeah, okay. yeah. And, and, you know, I got to, to you know, meet uh, Guy Laliberté personally, and he was more hands-on in those days, obviously, because uh, it was uh, the most uh, ambitious project that he had ever done up until that time because you know that it was a I think it was a 50 million dollars 53 million dollar production in 93 and obviously they had to you know get a lot of funds and and yeah went to hawk into that for, for that because I mean uh, you know uh, and so there was a lot riding on this and uh, but anyways Benoit calls me up uh, and you know we're talking as as we often did, and and so I said, well, the, so you know, he says everything with you, blah blah blah. Well, he said, well, look, he says I I didn't really call you just to shoot the breeze here, but he says, what do you think if uh, like I offered you like the top guitar gig in in Las Vegas? I said, get out of here. Are you? Yeah, are you? <laughs> You're pulling my leg. No, he says, look. And so he tells me about, you know, the certain slave project. And I said, wow, that's interesting. And I said, well, you know, what's the money looking like, you know? And actually the money was very good. So, uh, and he said, look, he says, uh, you're my, you're my, uh, my first pick. And, uh, you know, uh, if, if you decide to take it, you just call these people up and you're in. And, uh, and, you know, I said, well, what kind of money? He says, look, I, you're you're really talked up there, so just uh, ask what you would like to be paid, you know. So of course I, I asked for about three times the amount of money that they were willing to pay, <laughs> um, and, and with, they said, "Are you nuts?" <laughs> without specifics, but that figure that you gave them compared to what you were earning around that time was that equivalent well, it was, or it was it was a little bit more, but I mean the thing is it was. Uh, I had to consider the fact that I was, you know, moving my yeah, family sure. and, and, you know, I, I owned a, a house up in Canada and, you know, it was a, a, a big move. So obviously, and of course it was Las Vegas. So I, I, I was trying to get a decent salary in the Las Vegas economy. I mean, so we're not talking about little things like in Montreal or, you know, and local clubs. We're talking about, you know, a an international level Show sure. yeah, so yeah, obviously yeah. you know so I wanted to get uh, so anyways they, they they took care of me you know we came in we came to a, a, an agreement that was uh, uh, satisfactory to both of us and uh, now did you think this is a one year gig maybe it'll stretch out a little more but basically looking at it as a one year gig well I was looking at it as a five year gig okay yeah I was you know because the, that was the I the thing and I, I you figure well. Usually, if you if you're you're not fired in the first three months, then you know you can last the rest of the year, and and if you don't screw up too much, well, they might want you back for the second year. Right. <laughs> and uh, and and so it it, uh, it it went very well, obviously, uh, since I've been doing it for twenty two years. So and and not only doing it for twenty two years, but if I understand this correctly. You haven't missed a show in 22 years. I've never missed a show in 22 years. As a matter of fact, I uh, have a, I am a, a an, off, an official holder of a Guinness World Record, which is wow. uh, the most uh, 
theatrical performances by a musician male. And the uh, previous uh, holder of that uh, record, whom I don't know, I don't know who it was, but apparently it was something like 8,000 shows. And, the, and when, you know, uh, Guinness, uh, we got in touch with Guinness because Cirque du Soleil went and, and uh, took care of that. I had done 10,000 at that point, you know. Jeez. So those, I beat it by 2,000. But now, uh, that's over a year ago, so I'm more like uh, 10,560, 70, something like, somewhere around there. You know? That's great. So where does that come from? This is just, I mean, I presume you have had sick days. You you weren't feeling well all the time. Yeah, and, and of course, uh, there's, you know, things with, with the family, I mean, deaths, uh, you know, and my parents, but uh, it, the thing is, um, back in Montreal, since I was the the contractor and, and I was the lead singer and, and I, I run the whole thing, if I list, missed a day's work, the whole band didn't work. Right. So, and then, and then in those days, there was no play, no pay, you know, and, uh, and that was a very important uh, responsibility for me. And I and I'd always... I just carried that over where I said, well, you know, uh, back in the, in the early days with Serge Soleil, if you were out, there was nobody to replace you. So it was a, a very, uh, so they would, you know, we've had to play with, with one keyboard player missing or one singer missing and uh, the percussionist uh, out and, and it's, we'd have to just do without. And I thought, well, I'll be there. I mean, if it's at all completely possible, and I, I guess there's been a little bit of luck in there, but uh, there's a lot of times where you know I had to really take serious measures to be able to do all the right. shows. So, can you tell me what's the name of the show? Is it the same Mystere. show? Mister. Okay. So, and that's Mister has been going on for twenty over twenty two years. Yeah. Okay. And then musically, how does how has that changed over the twenty two years? Well, there's been, um, you know, the, there's uh, several of the tunes have been changed over the years, and and they sort of evolve also, uh, because the acts evolve also. So they don't, so you know sections will be will change different uh, uh, arrangements, uh, and then the shows themselves. Uh, are not exactly the same one from another because it's a very interactive soundtrack. It's a very, and I don't call it a soundtrack because it's live, but our musical director will call out the different sections and we can cut them short, lengthen them on the fly. So, you know, if there's something that's going on, whoop, and it stops, and then we'll just right on the dime change sections. So it, it's all seamless. Wow. Yeah, so it's a it's a very so you got to be very uh, sharp because if you're sleeping, you know you're gonna miss <laughs> you're gonna miss a turn. And are you reading charts or are you playing? Well, we don't read the charts anymore. <laughs> I mean, you know, the thing is, originally, that the idea was all the music was all written out, but it had to be committed to memory before the first show opened, right? Because <laughs> You, 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 when you're jumping from one section to another, you don't have time to, you know, go from page three to page seven and then go back to page two. You, you, you know, you just can't do it. You got to sit, you got to be able to, you know, if you go section A, you go section A, uh, section C. So you, you got to be able to, uh, you know, know them really well so that you can jump in, you know, within a half bar. Tell me 
right currently what's how big is the band well we're 10 musicians with, with that includes two singers so we have a, a drummer a percussionist a, a bass player a violinist a horn player and uh, a guitar player and two keyboard players and we've got the two singers and then is it unusual that people st- stick around as long as you have for 22 like in this band who would be the next longest running man the the horn player actually has been with the band since it opened he hadn't uh, when we were in pre-production in Montreal he they hadn't uh, planned on having a a horn player but uh, when we came into uh, Vegas uh, before the opening of the show we were here a couple of months before because you know to get the theater ready and, and right. the, all the post the production team was there uh and then Guy Laliberte said look I want a saxophone player you know I don't care I need it I want it so he said okay so there's a horn player that uh, was just finishing a, a job with uh, a previous Cirque show he was a young guy he was about 24 years old so he came in and uh took the the horns part now he plays baritone sax, tenor sax, alto sax, flute, uh, a bunch of uh, folk wooden flutes and and whistles and pre-Columbian mm. stuff. I mean, he's a very, very versatile guy, a great player. And uh, and so he's he's about, he's the second guy, the two guys who've been with the show longest are him and, and myself. But there was not much turnover. Well, uh, no. Uh, not a whole lot. Um, although it's our third drummer, uh, the, the two first, the first drummer lasted about two two years or three years, and then the other drummer lasted another uh, seven or eight years, I think. And then this guy uh, who's with us, he's been with us for uh, eight years. Our uh, uh, one of our keyboard players has been with us for ten. You know, we've had before him, we've had two other keyboard players. Uh, the band leader uh, is not the original band leader, so he's the, he's the third person in that in that chair. The singers we've had quite a few singers. Tell me a routine like you. How many shows do you do a week? Ten. Ten shows. So you have two days off. You yeah. You do two so we shows do two a shows a night, five days a week. And you've done this for twenty two years. Yeah. And then some. And and do you ever get bored of the shows? Is that I mean that's a horrible thing to say, but how do you view the shows? <laughs> Well, yeah, that's an interesting uh, thing because, you know, a lot of people say, well, do you get bored? But it, the thing is, is that if you're a, a heart surgeon, do you ever get bored doing heart surgery? If you're a, a, a lawyer, obviously, you know, yeah. things will change, but I mean, it's it's the same job. If you're, you know, a, a policeman, you know, or it, it, everything has a, a routine. But, but as a musician who did studio work, who played in wedding bands, who played mm-hmm. in bars, yeah. who did blues, who did rock, who went, I mean, you had a lot more variety back then. So yeah. you don't, and I know you play with other people, you play blues and you play jazz, right. yeah. but other than that, for this gig, you've been doing something similar for 22 years, right. which is pretty amazing. It is, and, uh, and but the thing is, is that, you know, if you look at at it, on a, a, a on the big scale, yeah, you say okay, it's it's the same thing, but if you look at it in in its intricacies, it's not right. It because it all changes. Obviously, you know, as a musician, I love to do other stuff too. So that's the reason why to keep your sanity, you, you'll you'll do other things. And I'll go, I'll go out to play a couple of nights a week 
after the show just for, it, for that because I mean I, I, in the show I don't get to sing much I, I sing about eight bars uh, but before Serge Soleil I, I was a lead singer I, I was actually you know I, I was hired uh, uh, by band leaders to actually be a lead singer even more than a guitar player so right. I love to sing so when I go out to play after the shows that's what I, I do I'll get to sing and I'll play different stuff and I'll play with other musicians some really great players a lot of them are you know uh, world renowned and that's that's the the fun so the idea is that I don't have to uh, I don't have to make money doing that because I'm having fun doing it but then I'm making my money playing for the Cirque du Soleil right and I presume that you must do okay. How do you approach music differently because of that? Well, it, it makes me more picky uh, doing the other stuff. So I get, you know, as for example, if uh, you're you're making your your living solely on doing freelance work, and and you'll need to. Take whatever you can get. Yeah, you just, you know, okay, I, I can do that. Okay, I'll do that. Oh, I'll, you know, and now I can say, eh, I don't feel like it. I don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> and so, uh, but on the other hand, with, with Cirque du Soleil, the music is really cool. I mean, it's really good stuff. So, I mean, it's it's a lot of fun to play because it is challenging too. And are you treated well? Like, is it like a union thing or is it? Well, that's another thing. It's not. It's not a union thing. But you see, I was in the union in the union in Montreal and Ottawa uh, before I, I uh, came down here. Um, but we're getting way, way over union scale, anyways. So uh, our keyboard player is still in the union. He's been in the, in the union for many years. So he pays dues, but it, it's not. Uh, there, there aren't that many benefits. Uh, that we could uh, get more than what we we already have. So. And and do you feel like part of this? Like, is it part of the show? Do you feel like part of the corporation? How does that work? Is it become <laughs> <Yeah>. corporations? <laughs> love them. <laughs> <laughs> or is it still a band thing within the show? Yeah, well, it is. It, it is sort of like a band thing, um, but it's it is more than that. It is being part of of a, the 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 show, the production. And so, I, I, to me, that's my interaction with with the company. At that, I'm at that stage where you know, I mean, all the the stuff uh, outside the it, the immediate show is sort of out of my uh, uh, reach, you know. Right. Uh, and so, uh, I mean, I don't get get to see it much. I, you know, big shots will show up and say, oh, well, you know, we got a meeting, we've got to do this or that. Or, or, you know, for me, I'm just, I guess you would say one of the working bees, you know, right. one of the grunts. So that's uh, uh, because then, you know, you, you've got different levels of uh, management and, and we're sort of, you know, the artists are pretty much at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> As as the show, is there downtime in the show other than the two days off? Do you well, have- yeah, that's good. First of all, we got because we, you know, we've got four weeks uh, off. We have two weeks in January, one week in May, and one week in September. And uh, but then we got three long weekends. So 
they're you know we don't have a lot of time off no. you know uh, i mean four weeks is oh you say oh yeah four weeks is great but but you know we've got three long weekends so you know a lot of how many long weekends does a regular person have uh, you know quite a few you know but hey that's the way it is so the young kid grew up who grew up playing the guitar in ottawa you look back on your life has this been an amazing journey well, it's been pretty crazy, actually. I never, I never thought I would uh, do that. I, I, you know, it's. Uh, I never thought that I was uh, going to, you know, turn this into a, a career. But at the at the age I am right now, I, it is. <laughs> and it will, yeah. And if it continues, you will continue as long as it does. Oh yeah, as long as I can uh, do it. Uh, and uh, this is this is really great because, you know, even with acrobats who with circus. You, you know, when you get old, you got you get bad joints, you, yeah. you get hurt, and, and, you know, you can't physically do it anymore. As a musician, the longevity of the, the career is much longer because, uh, you know, it's not that physical, although it, there is some physicality in, in you know, playing the, the musical instrument, but uh, it's uh, it, it's not as demanding as, as you know, a an acrobat or... or well, that's a, for sure. Yeah, it's so... <laughs> that's that's the upside of it but um it's something that as long as it's going to be you know fun and then when it'd be time to to finish you know I, there's we got maybe a few years left at mystere if i if i last another two or three years I, at that point I'll, I'll be able to retire and, uh, and then go into another uh endeavor i don't want to stop and will you stay in vegas uh no i think i'll go back to canada Wow. So, you know, it's, I know this is arranged the very last minute. I really appreciate you coming down and talking to us. I just think, good for you for taking this on 22 years and then some and, and a Guinness Book of Records. I mean, that's something else. So thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. It's been a pleasure, Michael.